Rap music. Sweatshop boys. Am I shoot with the pen? I'm killing the white man, the villain. Them denied him penicillin. Syphilis experiments. Death to the Tuskegee man. Somewhere in New York, they say death to the squeegee man. They said stop and try to frisk. I said, whoa, they suck my dick. I ain't white, but I know my rights. And you full of shit. I'm a big belly rude boy. I'm a fast for the Hindu. Stinky, sticky, icky. And I'm smoking on that mildew. Dick black. Yo, welcome to the Mints. I am Mills, aka DJ Bedroom. Got your mango counting sheep, aka slow and steady, serving this love deep fried. Um, yeah. And who are you? I am T Bone, aka DJ Cashless, aka what else? My DJ Friend Zone, aka uh, aka buying your girl Max Brenner's since. <laughs> 2010. <laughs> has it been that long? It has become a staple. I'm slowly not... stealing your girl since 2010. <laughs> DJ Friendzone. Ever, ever so slow. <laughs> What's up, guys? Yeah, what is going on? Wow, well, this is episode 21. 21, right. We are in the the um, the Glebe studio. Glebe studio, yeah. Um, we're currently in T-Bone's pad can't tell you where exactly. Don't want, you know, hordes of people yeah, knocking yeah, down yeah. our door. Right, that's, that's <laughs> happening at the, as we speak. But it's a, it's a, it's a low-energy Friday, my yeah, G. Man. What is up? All right. I mean, to be fair, I am currently on the, uh, under some fluey influences. So, yeah. I ain't going to be all as high-energy as I usually am. <laughs> uh, you know, You're I'm, a low-medium uh, energy at best. <laughs> Go off the chain. Uh, <laughs> you know me. You know me. <laughs> we out you. We out you. <laughs> <coughs> oh, jeez. Yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah, but so. you took a sickie today, man. Yeah, man. That was... I mean, a legit sickie. Yeah, not a, yeah. I was. I was sick, but like, yeah, I, I, I took me some time to enjoy the day. Yeah. What you um, do? What you do? Did you take in the the sights, sounds, and smells of Glebe? Of Glebe, all there is to offer. Um. Yeah, and I mean the 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 long and short of it is there isn't a lot of sights and sounds and glee, but you are near the water, don't but you? But I was, That's yeah, I'm near the water, and and yeah, it was just good to kind of just sit on a bench and kind of stare at the stare at the the vista that was, you know, the, the Anzac Bridge and the city and yeah. some, you know, ships, ships, boats rather. Oh, boats! <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say boats yeah. that were like anchored off the coast and not even the coast off the. You know, just just in the water, yeah. and um, yeah, no, just kind of chilling and like taking it in. One thing I did um, notice though was like, there's this boat. It was um, the the name of it was called Solstice, I think. You yeah. know how all boats yeah. have names and shit, right? And like, and like, I was like, oh, okay, like you know, it's it's just a boat. And then all of a sudden, like the wind changed, and it kind of moved the boat in a different direction, so I could actually see in the back. Yeah. And there was this old, old man that was just kind of sitting there. Mm. And like, I don't know if he was having breakfast or what. He was mm. just kind of sitting there by his lonesome in the back of, of his boat, the Solstice. Yeah. And I was just looking at this guy going, man, that could be me one day. Was right? it a big boat? Like, no, did he no, no, on it, was, the boat? it was like a, it was like a, I don't know, I, I don't know footage, but like, yeah, yeah, it was yeah. like, you know. 
six or seven feet or something. Oh, right, 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 boat, right, right. But he was right. just kind of sitting there by himself, kind yeah. of just chilling on the water. And I'm like, man, yeah, man, that could be me. Like, just by, uh, by my lonesome, just kind of... I don't know. I, I don't know what he was doing. I have no white person desire to conquer no, the no, ocean. No, 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 no. But it's, it wasn't even about that. It was yeah. just about the fact that he was just by his lonesome, just chilling on a boat. Oh, yeah. That's you right now. Yeah, like, exactly. That's, right? that's you. I was usually. just looking at that going, man, that's... That's, that's me too. I'm not trying like, to shade it to you. Yeah, no. It's just like, you know, I was just kind of like, you know, that's, yeah. that's you know, just kind of keep keeping to yourself and just, you know... Yeah. Kind of doing your own thing, I whatever think, it is. I think more and more that I'm heading, I'm hurtling towards that. Yeah, and I mean, and part of me is like, I don't know, I don't know how bad that is, really. Like, I think if I, I'd like to think if I got to that point, I would have made peace with just being on my lonesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, because if I haven't, then clearly I would have, I, I'd be living in some shape or form of regret, which yeah, would yeah, worry yeah. me. Because yeah. I'm a very no regrets kind of guy, despite the fact my life is full of regret. <laughs> Um, I'm, uh, that's kind of my philosophy yeah, towards yeah, yeah. things. Oh, no, yeah. and, and that's the thing, like, um, you know, I don't know what this, this old man's story was, yeah. you know, maybe, maybe a wife passed and he's just kind of just spending the rest of his day. Wow, you're really projecting some serious negativity on Yeah, no, no, no. Maybe he has like a bustling household and he's like, fuck this shit. <laughs> that's also a possibility. It's yeah. just like, I need to kind of get away from it all and this is what it is. It's just kind of like, you know, anchored off the... You know, off a little. But if 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 field. the last couple of weeks have taught you anything, it's that you aren't particularly comfortable being on your own. Yeah, <laughs> true that. It's a, It's an interesting adjustment. I mean, like that. Might, but I think the times that I have, mm. I actually really enjoy. And I mm. think I think that's what like, like my next week is definitely going to be a lot more of that. A lot of it does make you go crazy slowly, though. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and I think that's why my initial like reluctance to kind of just chill and not be around people yeah. not not look at my phone not yeah. you know not connect with the rest of humanity yeah, like yeah. that was that was difficult yeah no doubt um when you you to... you're reaching out a great deal yeah, after yeah, yeah, that. Yeah. you're like yeah. and like and you know and you know i'd uh i'd pop back to the to the parents occasionally mm. i'd um I'd meet up for coffee with people mm. i'd be like you know Hey, I'm in Glebe. I may as well use my surroundings. I'm in the city, and well, you know, that makes sense. and there was that, there was that like logical thing of like, yeah. yeah, I can do more stuff in the city now. Like, you know, yeah. you know yeah. go out to bars, go mm. out, yeah, have coffee, meet mm. up with people. Mm. Um, but like, yeah, and then like, yeah, toward like now, it's only really hitting me that, yeah, maybe I just need to kind of just chill and mm. just not, not converse with people, just kind of be. I mean, and I know how dangerous that can be too. Mm. Like being with your own thoughts, especially when you know you may not be totally happy with all your mm. thoughts. That can be dangerous, and getting mm. all insular and shit. Mm. Um, but at the same time, I think it does your soul some good. Yeah, I'm actually trying to embrace it more. I've noticed just how much time, any idle time I have, I find like I'm on my phone. Yeah. Or I'm listening to a podcast. Yes. Or I'm constantly yeah, yeah. bombarding myself with stimulus. Yeah. And it just come, came to a point where I was just like, dude, I don't just think anymore. Like, I don't mm. think at all. Like, at any given point, I'm bombarding myself with something. Except for the times that I'm writing, I'm bombarding mm. myself with something. And so I've, like, made it made an effort. I was actually talking to, I guess, a couple of weeks ago, Surin, mm. about it, actually. Um, 
now that whenever I'm walking to my car, which is like <coughs> a 15 minute walk sometimes, mm. I always make sure I'm not listening to anything. So I'm just thinking yeah. like, I don't know. I just feel like I haven't, I feel like I've deprived myself of, a, of an organic thought for a long ass time. Yeah, like I, I, you know, I feel that that whole like, especially listening to podcasts. Yeah, like, that, like genuinely, podcasts were built for for lonely people because mm. it genuinely does feel like at least somebody's having a conversation in wherever mm. you are. I mean, you could be on the bus, you could mm. be you know in your own place, mm. um, you could be having a walk. You One could... of the first things I do every morning is press play on a podcast. Oh, same. Absolutely. And it, and it begins, like it goes into the bathroom, uh-huh. I'm taking yeah. a shower, I yeah. can hear it, um, yeah. I, when I'm getting dressed, I can hear it, when I'm eating breakfast, mm. um, I've already finished like an, a podcast and a half, and it's almost like I have a regiment of like, a bunch that I need to get through. Yeah, exactly. It's kind of, it's actually kind of messed up, man. Uh, I mean... Yeah, I mean, it really depends, I suppose, on the end goal. Is If it is to drown out your own thoughts, then you're doing a good job. Like I think it's also just a... It just feels comfortable having it there as well. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like it's, you know what's ironic? We're probably, like, we are somebody's comfort podcast right now, probably. <laughs> Which uh, would be interesting. Turn us off! Please. No, please don't. <laughs> yeah, man, our ratings, dude. <laughs> oh, yeah, they're dipping like... Anything. Our ratings are dipping. Are you guys like recommending us to like I I put up on the Facebook the other day. You had to share us with a friend that has never heard of us before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, our ratings didn't spike or anything. But no. like it, I feel like we've plateaued. Um, I don't know, guys. What's up? Why why aren't you listening no more? It's <laughs> not. I mean, don't tell me the novelty has worn off. <laughs> really. <laughs> God, maybe we should just drop off altogether. And yeah. But you guys have probably noticed, despite the fact T-Bone and I have rambled on for a quarter of an mm. hour already, um, it's Low Energy Friday, dude. Yeah, yeah. We are not really feeling it, to be <laughs> honest with you. I think it might also be a function of the fact for the last three podcasts we've had guests. Yeah. And that's like almost two months. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like all of a sudden it's you and me again. Um <laughs> We were meant to have a guest guests this week. Yeah, yeah. But um, uh, there was a a conflict of scheduling, scheduling and stuff. So, so it's just me and me and T-Bone now. But that's all right. We've done this before. Yeah. We've done this twenty. We've done this more than ten times that's before. That's true. That's true. Uh, we've had a whole bunch of guests lately. We've had a lot of comedians on lately. We've had we had Chris last week. Uh-huh. Um, did you get any feedback on that thing? A lot of people found it very interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Last I mean, week's it was episode. one of the longer ones. Which yeah. uh, again, um, I actually was when I was editing was finding it hard to mm. to actually edit bits out. There was probably a, a bits and pieces I could have, but. Mm. For the most part, the content I thought was pretty. I cool. thought it was super interesting, man. Um, like, yeah. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, we haven't had any vocal feedback. If that's oh, some funny. people have said to me, "Yo, I really liked the yeah, last podcast." I, I, I think, uh, yeah, yeah. Saren said it was good. My other friend said it was pretty good mm. too. Um, yeah, man. We've we've got some reviews. We've been reviewed twice. That's right. That's on, right. Uh, at, in the iTunes store, right. two five star ratings. Uh-huh. One from somebody called Doopity Doo eighty seven. Who said just great podcast amongst other things? Awesome. Pretty sure I know who that is. Uh-huh. Then the other person was hashtag number one fan, oh, nice. and even said good podcast, and then named a whole bunch of episodes that they liked. And I know yeah, who that right. person is too. So thanks. 
to both of you. You know exactly who you are. Actually, um, I did get some some feedback. Oh yeah, yeah. From a um, from a new fan. Oh really? I introduced it to. Um, they enjoyed the banter. Right. And um, and to and uh, to the point where I think she she wanted to introduce the word. Bantastic, bantastic. We were clearly bantastic. It must then, have been an earlier episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah clearly. We've grown to hate each other. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, but but she did give us nicknames, which oh, I thought yeah. were really interesting. Well, one was the uh, one was the oh um you were Bantasaurus Rex. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. But, Small arms. Yeah, yeah. And I was the Archbishop of Banterbury. Oh I well, clearly that. I'm more powerful than you. <laughs> However, I have God on my side. So. <laughs> I have evolution on my... I'm an extinct species. Yeah, exactly. uh, what can you do? What can you do? But yeah, like... um, uh, uh, Oh, I remember our friend Genji really liked the Muggleton episode when oh, we had okay. Muggleton on. Um, Really, really liked Muggleton. And guys, like... I think I've mentioned it before. If um, we... I posted it on our Facebook page. Muggleton is headlining at the Sydney Comedy Store in September, September I think right, yeah. September or October I can't remember but he is headlining and um funny guy worth seeing friend of the show was on the show two weeks ago um no four weeks ago because we do this every fortnight um so yeah yeah check him out guys also check out Suren if you can if you're living in Sydney okay so I read this really good article uh it's an interview with Riz Ahmed I like to say Ahmed because that's how Pakistanis would say it, so Riz Ahmed, who is, I don't know, like, I posted actually a photo of him and Heems on our Facebook the other day, and called it Voices of a, of a Generation, oh, yeah, because uh, Riz is, like, he's quite a prolific, well, soon to be prolific, like, he's up up and coming, a big deal in the making, yeah, yeah. Um, an actor of, he was in Nightcrawler, he was in... Um, he's currently in the latest HBO series, The Night Of, and he's, like, the main character in it, and it's an amazing show. Um, and he's an up-and-coming actor. He's in the next... He's in Rogue One, Star Wars Rogue One. Oh, sweet. Yeah, his his character's name is Bodhi Nuke. <laughs> what? I love how they gave him, like, an ethnicized name. <laughs> Bodhi. Yeah, and, um... Yeah, and he's... And he's also a rapper on the side, like, he's from the UK, he's a rapper, but he's, like, he's coming up in the, um, Noisy, which is, like, Vice's music and entertainment subsidiary, um, did an interview with him, and, like, he was doing a lot of, um, talk about basically the, um, remember, like, in the mid, in the 90s, you know, the British Asian music scene? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, the ADF, the Asian Dub Foundations, and Nithin Sawney. Yeah, yeah. Um, Dalvin Singh, like that whole kind of fusion of Indian electronic, um, reggae electronic Indian kind of, a lot of like um, activist music came out of it and there was a whole culture back then of like, you know, day raves where like Indians would skip, like brown kids from the UK would skip school to go to these raves that play that kind of music and stuff like that. And he was like being interviewed about like it and he was talking about it and he just said something really interesting and i just wanted to hear what you had to say about it t-bone because you know you're quarter solomon joint um so the question was asked was what happened to the scene in the end and he's talking about that brit music scene and that rave scene that culture that counterculture that sprouted from that time 
He goes, the scenes, and this is Riz talking, he goes, the scene started to splinter and peter out for a number of reasons, but a really big one is what 9-11 did culturally in terms of the self-image of South Asian communities. You went from all being Asian, from having solidarity across religious boundaries when it was small, fledgling, and artsy, to it being fragmented. In the 80s, we were all black. Then in the 90s, we were all Asian slash Pakis. Then post 9-11, it fragments further to Sikh, Hindu, Muslim. Do you feel that? Uh, so that's actually from the view of within the community rather than... This is Riz commenting on it. Yeah. yeah. So it's, it's more a case of how do we feel about who we are? Are we all... I mean, <coughs> part of it is, I think, I'd like to think the fact that we term ourselves as brown... Yeah, yeah. For me is is our small way of, of showing that solidarity. I'm very... If you brown, you we down. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to write that shit on if, Yeah, yeah. If you brown, we down. Like, I don't care what religion you are. Like, yeah. And, and, yeah, because... And part of it, I, I don't know, like... Part of it I always thought was this... It was almost like a, a defense mechanism of... You know, other people not telling the difference between us like there was a uh, there was ah, definitely a cool, um, yeah. a period of time when i was like i'm not indian i'm sri lankan yeah right i mean yes and when people ask me are you indian i was like no i'm sri lankan yeah yeah and even that is just i would never let anybody call me indian yeah, yeah. And, and and that's and that's also has you know mixed mixed feelings for me mm-hmm. as well mm-hmm. but but um yeah it's i, I think at the same time when we talk about uh, the collective, uh, calling us brown for me was a was my was you know low key my statement of like it doesn't actually matter. Yeah. Like we are from. You don't see the difference in us anyway. Yeah. Exactly. You know what I mean. And so so we fuck are from it. the subcontinent. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, and I think what uh, well what I'm what I'm hearing from his quote is that the fragmenting of who we are it's an identity issue which we've discussed at length but also the i think in some cases maybe indians don't want to be seen as you know, lumped into the same category as um you know paki muslims mm, or mm. or muslims of any sort mm. so therefore by then further delineating we're like look we're we're, we're the indians we're yeah not, we're not those we're ones, not those ones yeah 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 because for me when the <coughs> post 9-11 stuff happened to brown people for me that was very much you're targeting him you may as well be targeting me yeah like there's no difference yeah oh, like literally no difference absolutely and for me you, you got to show solidarity right. like we're all heathens to you anyway yeah, exactly so what the fuck Exactly. You know, so I think I think there's truth to it. I, I definitely think there's truth to it. I definitely think that a lot of um, and I'm I'll be very honest. A lot of Hindus, yeah, have because it's definitely yeah. <laughs> let's not beat around the bush. Um, a lot of Hindus, and you know, I've experienced this shit. You and me experienced this not long ago when a bunch of Hindus were like shitting on a lot of you know uh, brown Muslim people, mm-hmm. you know, and just going. You know, no, we're different from them. That's not us. Um, dog, if it came to a situation, they don't see any, any difference. But I think what they what what they feel is that, you know, when the mob starts to attack us, mm. 
um, and say there was, you know, my, like, not myself, but say a Hindu and a Muslim. Mm. The Hindu would basically sell this. Oh, absolutely. Out, you know, look, it's been happening for ages. And this is a beautiful thing that I saw recently. Um, and it was they were interviewed. You know, you know, Waris Aluelia, uh, uh, the Life Aquatic, the Sikh guy. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's like a freaking icon. Yeah, yeah, yeah man, yeah. he's like the most boss guy yeah, like yeah. ever. Um, he was recently not allowed on a plane because of his turban and mm. stuff. So he's a Sikh jewelry designer slash actor slash just it guy. Like he's just a cool dude, right? Um, and. They kind of interviewed him on like the nightly show. Her Hassan, Hassan did. Hassan Minaj, yeah, did it on the, on the, um, on the Daily Show, and they like he interviewed a whole bunch of Sikh guys who were like, because Sikhs are not Muslims, but they have turbans and they have beards. Um, it's part of you know the 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 their religious austerity. It's yep. the vows they make, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, uh, and so they're targeted as Muslims, and they're often, um treated quite harshly as a result yeah. but you've never heard Sikhs ever go but we're Sikh you shouldn't be doing it to us exactly. and it was and that's the beauty of like just that community sure. I feel um, they're very much it's very much a case of like we have no interest in throwing another community under the bus yeah. just to save our asses exactly. and I was like that's brown solidarity man that's yeah what up like that's, that's the way it should, it should be. be you know that, that is the way it should be I mean like <clears throat> I mean the, I'm I'm sure that there are a lot of people that have been affected by you know religious discrimination, yeah. Um, you know sectarian issues, all of that sort of thing. Yeah. But like, and then <clears throat> I think when this, especially when this the the current climate we're in, mm. haven't got a, a a problem at all at at, at selling out, say. Yeah, you know, a Hindu selling out a Muslim just for the fact that so that at least the attention's off me, and you can focus on them in terms of whatever mm. hate you've got. Mm. Um, should Rohoa come? Um, Rohoa being like the 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 race war, the great race war. Oh, where did that? Yeah. What's that I, term I, from, I man? The, the, I, I can't remember where I heard it. But Far out! I've never yeah. heard of it. Yeah, yeah. Who it's who a, came up oh, with it? It's, it's like a, a biblical thing. No, well, I think it is, but it's been uh, co-opted by, like, white, white, white supremacists. supremacists. Damn, I've got to Google that. Um, I did not know that. And Yeah, I, I better double-check that, but that's the context that I heard. Fascinating. In. I didn't know there was, um, like, some... Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, wow, no. okay. Um, yeah, let's just let's just say it doesn't matter, even if you did say that you were Hindu or Muslim, you're not. Oh, no, I'm a brown guy, and, yeah, man. And I think there's a lot more dignity in, in, in that, mm. in, in being that, that, that idea of, look... Whatever's happening to to what somebody who I should consider my brother, mm. um, I shouldn't be I shouldn't be like standing by and watching it happen. Mm. Exactly. And you and you know you differentiating yourself from somebody else is yeah is only going to essentially cheapen who you, what you are. Yeah, yeah. As a human being. And that's not what we're about. No, I, I, don't, I don't think so. We were all colonized exactly. by them. Exactly. We will continue to be treated, all uni- unilaterally will be exactly. treated just as shit by them in the future. If you think that you are the special snowman. Nah. And you could be doing the doing the tap dance for all I know. And if you feel that, that that's do we have any tap dancing listeners? If not, feel free not to listen because yeah, I don't yeah. give a fuck. Exactly. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, like, and you know, and again, like, this is not like you know, we, we are, when we get into this talk, it's like, 
<clears throat> at times I feel like, okay, we're just being super hostile to no. all of our white listeners. That's not what No, no, is. no, not at all. This is not, not what at all. Is. Yeah. Um, but it is really a case of uh, you got to just stand up for what you believe exactly. is right. Exactly, exactly. If, you know... It's a pro-justice stance. Yeah, it's a pro-justice stance. Um, I'm going to read... This is really good. I'm, I'm going to read some more stuff from Riz's article, uh, interview, and I reckon we should just talk about yeah. it, because it's a really good article. I don't care how long this goes for. Let's do it. Um, so, I'm going to just read this one out. Okay. So, he's asked... In, again, he's asked, Music has always felt to me, in London at least, like somewhere identity is able to thrive. And then Riz goes, Yeah, it's a little different, especially in the 90s. The 90s was a heyday of British Asian culture. We had Prince Nassim and Goodness Gracious Me and Bali Sagu in the charts. We used to go to daytime raves and we reclaimed the word Paki for ourselves. We had something. It was like Atlanta in the late 90s for African Americans. The UK was the South Asian diasporic lighthouse. Then 9-11 happened and it evaporated. Overnight, my little cousin's generation went from self-identifying as Pakistani to self-identifying as Muslim. This is So we've already talked about that. He then goes further and says, The surveillance culture and demonizing of Muslims that followed 9-11 and the 7-7, which is the London train bombings, I think, made those kids pick sides and made them double down hard on that identity. For some, that meant just being religious and shunning pop culture. For others, flirting with more extreme views became a way of rebelling. But in a kind of not-thinking teenage way, Either way, it meant the retreat of some of the Asian identity from British music and pop culture. Interesting, right? Right. It's that. Uh, it's that. It's the idea that you you push people into extremism because as a, as a de- because for them it's a defense mechanism. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, when you are constantly attacked, mm. it is only natural eventually to want to lash out. Yeah, it's funny. People, the attacks are kind of fueled by this notion that. Or everybody will be, um, will, sorry, we just tried to kill a fly. Um, everybody will, um, kind of get in line after this. But, like, that's so stupid to think that. Like, like, it's so stupid to have that mentality to begin with. Like, it's like, it's like a... Punishment is gonna fix everything, no, but that's the thing. It's, like, it's like a, it's like a bully that continues exactly. to harass somebody. Exactly. Exactly. On unjustifiable claims. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And then continues to harass and harass and push and push and then eventually... Yeah. The, the 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 victim lashes out mm. and you're like dude what was that about yeah 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 exactly exactly it's like, yeah. It's like, yeah it's not like I yeah. did anything about that or like, like what's wrong with them yeah. like oh why are they so sensitive like, fuck you man exactly. <laughs> like, you know? you've been pushing me for this long <laughs> yeah and I think and that's yeah that's the that's the problem with extremism it's just like you've it's it's justice to the other person Absolutely. like that's how they see it yeah. yeah I mean like you know one man's terrorist is not yeah, a man's exactly. fighter this is these these kids that are getting into these extreme groups, they are they genuinely believe that they're freedom fighters because yeah. everybody thinks they're on the good side. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. The oppressor or yeah. the you know the aggressor, whoever it is, yeah. believes that they're they're doing this as a just cause. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. the other side is doing the same. Yeah. Um, one is usually bigger than the other, and then all of a sudden, and then you know you you paint those labels, but mm. at, at, yeah, at the end of the day, when you're in one or the other group, you are. Mm you are the the one fighting the just cause so mm, mm. you know and that's the thing both of essentially both of you are wrong yeah so it kind of like this notion of like punishment being a solution right. like unjustifiable punishment and for, creates further alienization 
and isolation and leads to people kind of, um, you know, as a form of rebellion, exactly like you said, T-Bone, doubling down on things that they wouldn't have previously. And I guess that's what Riz was saying in the article. Like, he was going on about how that's why you've seen an evacuation from the Britpop scene of brown people. Because because they they, they feel like their first choice has to be this kind of rebellion slash retaliation that often involves becoming more religious or becoming, like... um, The other thing I want to read from, and actually, this is my Facebook status today, and it got six likes. Nice. Um, Did I like it? Yes, you did. Okay, good. Yeah. That's very important. Get your friends to like it, but I, I have sent you messages in the past going, yo, you haven't like, liked like my, my shit. you haven't liked my yeah. shit yet. What's wrong? And I've done this. <laughs> okay, um, when people ask me where this is Riz talking, I'm just lifting the quote directly. When people ask me where I'm from, part of the response is, "Oi, fam, look at this English stanster shirt." Um, so he's wearing a, sh- a shirt that's actually the English cricket shirt and the Pakistani cricket shirt sewn together. So in the back it says Englishstan, as opposed oh, to, nice. yeah, so it's kind of gangster, right? And he goes, um, when people ask me where I'm from, part of the response is, Oi fam, look at this Englishstan shirt. That's why I made it, because I don't want to have to choose. But in practice, my response has always been London. And that's not me trying to erase my heritage. That's trying to get people to recognize who actually built London. The Empire built London. My ancestors built this city before they ever set foot in this place. Right. So when I say London, that's what I mean. My blood is in these bricks from day. How freaking great is that? That shit is How so great, great is that? You want to erase us from this shit? We built this shit. Exactly. Like, it's so gangs. I love... I love how, like, he just, like, brings words, articulates things that I just haven't been able right. to say. Absolutely. Like, I love that line. My ancestors built this city before they ever set foot in this place. Uh, look, I, bad man things. I I have I have very strong opinions about even Australia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because bottom line, without immigration, yeah, this this country would still be a slightly bigger country. It would be a smaller cattle station than exactly. it already is. Like <laughs> without the development, without yeah. the in, without the intelligence, yeah, yeah. The skills that were flowing in, yeah, yeah, and the money, yeah, which which nobody seems to recognize mm. actually happened. They mm. just choose to conveniently forget Mm. this country would not be as great as it is Mm. and also you were only able to come to this country and colonize it and do the brutalities you did against the aboriginal people because you had done it before to us exactly you know what i mean so don't act like you freaking own this place blood all of it is soaked in blood. And it's not just Aboriginal people, mainly Aboriginal peoples, yes, Absolutely. but it's also soaked in Asian blood. It's soaked in freaking African blood. You, like, colonialism is ugly as fuck. And you've got to recognize how it is, like, atomized in everything, man. And, oh, but, and look, and then you go, oh, and then, like, you know, you'll have, you know, people here that, like, look, it wasn't me. Mm. Uh, I, you know, I wasn't the one that, that caused, you know, the suffering of, of an indigenous people. Mm. Why should I feel sorry about that situation? Mm. You know what? Technically, you're right. Mm. You personally weren't responsible for mm, it. Mm, mm. But you should fucking recognize, one, what happened in history. Mm. And two, appreciate the fact that you have some diversity in this country. And also you're a product of the privilege that 
trickle down his imperialism. Exactly. Uh, you know? And I, I think just recognize. That's mm. it. Mm. Just recognize. Mm. All right? You know, don't be such a... You know, like, you know and, you th- and if you're having thoughts about, oh, these, these immigrants or this, that, and the other, if that shit starts to creep in, just remember that this country was built on the backs, back of immigration. And in, soaked in the blood of its and indigenous in the people. Blood of its indigenous Let's people. never forget that. Just make sure you remember that and then carry on with your day, at the very least. Mm. Even if it's not a care... Like, and, and that's why, like, you know, when you see the, the, the hatred and the xenophobia for, for immigrants and, and all of that sort of shit, it's just people forgetting or just not choosing to realise or remember what happened and how it happened. Mm. That's that's what irritates me more than anything else. Just recognize... If you can recognize that, mm. you will then go, oh, sh-, and if you're a reasonable human being, mm. which is also debatable, mm. you'll be like, oh, shit. Mm. Yeah, maybe I should not be such a dick about this. But it's, it's, I feel like it's a neo-freaking-colonialism in itself because they're trying to erase our contributions oh, and claim it as their own. Yeah. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, fuck off. Like, <laughs> like, like America refuses to claim that its supremacy is built on, isn't built on slavery. Yeah. Of course it is. I, I think it goes back to And that. Australia's prosperity is built on Aboriginal blood. Yeah. You oh, know? Absolutely. And, and like, and, Im- and, Im- and immigrants. Yeah. It's, you know? that, it's going back to when uh, we're having the, that discussion with Chris. Mm about uh, the cult the the history wars mm. and it's about you know essentially what um what we deem to teach uh you know historically important mm. to the to younger generations mm. it's you know that's the mm. that's what this is this is about remembering the truth of the situation mm. it's interesting right how australia has this need to kind of identify with like its European roots, when right. if it kind of claimed the fact that it's part of Asia, it would probably just do so much better. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? <laughs> but you can't do that. Then. No, like, Asia is just a bit over six hours away, but England's, like, over 24 hours away. <laughs> I mean, you'll, it's like you'll take their money, but you won't give them the Like, it's the like, yeah, exactly. Like, come uh, on, man, just, uh, you're part of Asia, just accept it. No, 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 we're, like, you know... It's like Pakistan. Pakistan is like very nowhere. Like we have such close ties to Saudi Arabia. It's like, nah, dog. You're like you're brown people, man. Like right. you know what I mean. Like you're Asian. Yeah. Like you know. Yeah. And like and South Asia has its own definition of even what Islam is, as opposed to the Wahhabism and the Salafites of love Saudi. Although that's becoming a greater and greater trend. Um. But yeah, yeah. This oh, this other thing that I wanted to read from Riz's from Riz's article. We're just going to call this podcast We Love Riz Ahmed because we love Riz Ahmed. So the journalist is like talking to Riz about his his rap collective with Heems. Yeah. They're called Sweatshop Boys. And um, they basically, they do a lot of rap just about being brown in the West and like being stopped at airports and all that kind of stuff. And um, he basically, they're talking about like how former musicians have become more religious and stuff. And so the guy goes... I feel like that rude boy to religious story is a fairly common one across a lot of different faiths. Like, and he's talking about that in thing. Nice. And um, I just think it's really funny, rude boy to religious. And then I think about us, how we've gone from religious to rude, rude boy. boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, funny, um, Do we need to define what rude boy is? Define rude boy, T-Bone. Uh, rude boy. Rude boy. I don't know. How, how, rude boy is just a bad man. Bad, like like a, just a, you know, like a... 
like like a cool guy like yes, yeah. yeah it's like a it's a it's a patois thing it's yeah. a jamaican slang thing um okay so he goes i feel like that rude boy to religious story is a fairly common one across a lot of different faiths and then riz goes that's definitely been one of the patterns in our story i'm not saying all religious young men who are mis- muslims were ex-thugs not even a high percentage were but it's definitely something you see with the old thugs that were on the scene at raves in music and shotting i don't know what he means by shotting when you hit the glass ceiling with street celebrity or gangsterism, how do you continue to do something countercultural, but that feeds your soul after all the petty arms house and small-time glamour loses its shine? Religion. And that's where a lot of the neo-Salafism and neo-Wahhabism stuff came in. So when he was talking the Wahhabism and the Salafism, we were talking about this um, newer, kind of more, a very Saudi interpretation of Islam right. that's kind of taking over a lot of South Asia. and Well, I wouldn't... To say taking over is a mass exaggeration. Um, that's kind of... Influencing the, it's influencing some schools of thought that are sprouting from, mm. from South Asia when South Asia has its own Muslim identity. Very much so. More. Um, and so that's what he's talking about, like, over there. But I, I just really like the phrase rude boy to religious, man. <laughs> I think there's a lot... Like, that's... Um, to me, that also ties back to... <clears throat> previous conversations we've had about um, brown men when it comes to uh, dating and then marriage. Yes. That that yeah. idea. Ah, that, yeah, 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 yeah. It's that idea that like you, you know, or you can you can muck around. Rude boy to uncle. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you can muck around with the ladies. Yeah, of, yeah, yeah. Of every yeah. different race. And then you're color. absolved. And then, yes. But then when you're ready to settle down... You get, like, a girl who can barely speak a yeah, word right. of English but knows how to make roti and shit. Yeah, it's, not, it's not the right, you know, cultural persuasion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sect and oh, religion, God. all that shit. Oh. I mean, there, there's definitely that as well, I think, yeah. that, that kind of seeps in. That's, that's immediately what came to mind in terms of, like, what I've seen especially here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it happens in any faith. But it's interesting how he says religion is counterculture, right? That goes back to the the yeah. stigmatizing and like being being ultra religious is like punk rock. Just because everybody's so like treating you like shit for being that religion, it's like, nah, fuck that. Punk rock. <laughs> but then to kind of like compartmentalize people as only being religious to piss people off is kind of unfair. But Yeah, yeah. I mean it's it's I understand the content I mean I, I wouldn't I would take it hundred percent at face. Value, I do feel I there's an element of that maybe with my own religious religiosity earlier, just a slight element or cultural kind of um, convictions. Right. Earlier so, may have been a case of, well, so I'm a monster the... to you, so bah, you know. Right, um, right, right. Oh, so oh, you want a scary Muslim? I'll give yeah, you yeah, a yeah. Scary well, that's what, I'll, well, I'll that's scary, what. Well, that's what. And this is this is a part of that is why I have a gigantic beard, is right. is because like it's a confronting. Beard. It's confronting. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's to you, it's confronting. And it's also, and I've spoken about this before, it's, it's also why I dress the way I do. Right. Um, I was reading this thing about African dandyism, and, um, which is kind of like, um, like they're these small community, they're called the, oh, I forget the name, the Lespenas or, or whatever. But they're these guys who come from really impoverished communities in like the Congo and stuff. But they dress like, damn son, like, neon pink suits best shoes top hats like bad man like bad man's like so good and stuff and the kind of the um the idea is that 
no, you kind of put us in a box and you expect us to look this certain way. But nah, I'm going to look this way. What the fuck have you got to say? Right, right. You know, and that's why I... And we've talked about this before. This is why I dress the way I do. Yeah, yeah. And I'm not saying like, I'm, oh, look, I'm, a, I'm pretty well dressed. Um, yeah, yeah. Like, not in a stuck yeah, yeah, yeah. up way. I'm significantly above average. Yes. But it's kind of like this need to kind of like just defy your expectations of what a brown guy should wear and how he should look. Yeah, um, right. But yeah, it's kind of interesting, right? Like, Like, you know... Doubling down on your culture as an act of, um, activism? What's the word I was going to use? Protest, almost, Protest, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, and, I mean, like, rebellion takes a lot of form. Yeah, like, yeah. This is, this is, like, you know, you could, depending on what age you're doing it in, mm. like, if, if a teenager was doing that, mm. you would just say, oh, he's just being a teenager. He's mm. just, um, he's just lashing out. Mm. Um, and then when it happens again and again mm. when you feel like society wants you to be a certain way or mm. look a certain way mm. um ah, look I, I i find it's only natural that this mm. would happen pretty you know pretty often mm. where people are like there's only two two options you either you either conform mm. or you go against it mm. be more you mm. whatever you is mm. and i think but there's a lot of fear about being you mm especially in public because when I see a, you know what when I see like aunties in saris yeah oh more power to you man I am like yes that's yes what I see. yes that's that should be normal yeah yeah but like it's exotic for for everybody else yeah right? yeah yeah but I but I'm like yeah that's 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 that shit is dope like, that was my mum man exactly. that was my mum you right. know like that's how I see it I mean, my mum used to wear a sari yeah and that's yeah. And that's that's your everyday gear that's what it should be like you you do you kind of thing yeah 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 but yeah man yo if your name is Harminder don't let them call you Harry <laughs> make them say Harminder man like yeah. if your name is like you know, I'm not going to say our names, but like, you know, like, make them say it. Make them say it. Yo, like, accept you, you in your, in your wholeness, man. I'm definitely guilty of, um... Oh, so am I. And um, it is, it is... One, it's... If I, if I took the time... Most of the time, I don't care enough about you to, to actually speak to you again type mm. of thing. I know people are very militant about correct pronunciation of names. Mm. Um, even even the the name. I think that's okay though. Yeah, even the, even the name that the kids call me, mm. which is my last name, I've bastardized it to the point where they can pronounce it. Yeah. Um, but it's better than, like you mm. know, and I give them two options: it's mm. either Sir or Mister mm. Such and Such, right? Mm. Um, I think that that's. Uh, for me, that's my compromise. It's yeah. just because they are going to butcher it, most mm. likely. Yeah. Um, and I'm just tired. Like, mm. it's, it's... Yeah, 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 it. yeah. It just, it just no, I feel me. you. I don't think that's that bad. To but, be but at the same time... I let people I, call me Nils, yeah. which isn't my full name. But, yes. like, I let people call me Nils. It's Nilendra. <laughs> it's Nilendra Nathan. Um... But yeah, I thought that was a really, really good yeah. interview with Riz. And Riz continues to just be the voice of a generation. Like, he is the voice of, like, the immigrant brown experience. And I'm just so proud of him. Yeah. I'm yeah, so absolutely. proud. I'm proud of him. I'm proud of Aziz. I'm yeah. arguably a lot more prouder of Riz because I don't know why. It's yeah, just... Yeah. I guess it's because I really like his shit as yeah. well. Like, Aziz, Mindy, yeah. Lily Singh. Lily Singh. Lily Singh tearing it up. I'm just so proud of these people. Yeah. Look, I know I'm the first to admit I don't even like a lot of... 
Like, I don't like some of those people's art in that yeah. equation. But I'm just so proud to see it all out. Like, I'm glad that my niece and nephew have these guys to look up to. Because we didn't. Because we didn't have that shit at all. Yeah. We didn't have that shit at all. So that's us surmising the Riz article. There's something I wanted to talk about really quickly, if okay. I can. We don't celebrate brown love enough. Any particular example? Okay, so, um, my parents showed me, like, a video the other day of, like, a family friend somewhere in the States getting married. It was one of those wedding videos. And I was like, I was like, yo, brown on brown love is a beautiful thing, man. And you know what? You know what doesn't get said enough by brown men? Brown women, we love you, man. We do. Brown women, we love you. We do. I just don't think it gets said enough, G. That's true, that's true. That's true. Do you know what I mean? Like, I think there's a lot of, like, even when you talk to a brown guy, it's always like, yo, man, white girl. Yeah. Oh, yo, oh, yeah, yo, man, white girl. Oh, man, oh, Asian girl. Like, freaking brown people fetishize, like, that That ain't just a white person yeah, thing. Yeah, like, yeah. brown people do it, a lot of people do it, right? Yeah, yeah. But, like, and, like, you know, because we've done an episode called Brown Men Are Beautiful. Yes. Brown women are beautiful, man. Yeah, that's true, of course. But we, but we, I think we already couched that. But I feel like in... there's this kind of, I don't want to say trend, but kind of like this need for us to separate ourselves from other brown people. And like, even in a relationship front, right. there's kind of this weird need for like, and I've seen it amongst brown girls, yeah. just as much as I've seen it amongst brown guys, for them to go, oh, no, like, you know, I, I like white. Or like, you know, I like, I like white, like white girls or like, and that's kind of like some kind of just understood thing and an accepted thing. But like, we never are like, yo man, brown girl, you're beautiful. And also, you know what? As brown people, we come from an awfully patriarchal freaking yeah. society where brown women yeah. are just treated like absolute shit. That is true. You know, and it, it pisses me off. So much. Everything from Bollywood, which mm. is just disgusting, to just even traditional religious stuff across all the religions, culturally, we just put brown women on this level that is really makes me super uncomfortable. Right. Especially when I watch Indian movies and I realize my nieces are watching this shit. Um right. makes me super uncomfortable the way it like objectifies. Yeah, it's yeah. it's disgusting, right? Um and I feel like brown men have taken advantage of brown women in so many ways and continue to. And I just don't think... And I don't blame brown women for hating brown guys a lot. Yeah. Like, I don't blame them at all. No. Uh, no, absolutely. And we're gonna, you know what? We're going to do a podcast just about this. I'm just <laughs> dropping this now because it okay. was on my mind. All right. Um, but, like, yo, I don't think I say it enough, man. Brown women, I appreciate you. Like, brown woman, you are beautiful. Like, real talk. Real talk. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I absolutely mean that. And I just don't think there's enough of that out there. There isn't enough, like... Yo, brown... There isn't enough brown love in my field of vision. That's true. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, uh, I'm yeah. not gonna lie, most brown people do marry non-brown people. That's just a fact of life. Yeah, these Like, in these days, it definitely is multicultural and call what you want. And that's fine. I just feel like, you know, some brown on brown love out there ain't a bad thing. Absolutely. You know? Don't you think so, Timo? Yeah, I, I think the... Yeah, the trend is definitely showing that, like... Because, I mean, maybe it's a case that we have 
access to different people. All of a sudden, things change. I don't know any brown girls, dog. Yeah. Well, yeah, we don't know any. If you're out there listening, say Yeah, hey. that's true. Like, we don't know any of you. Like, um, But, uh, yeah, no, I mean, like, I think we've also mentioned in the past how brown women are treated like crap for yeah. the most part. And, yeah. Um, and that we don't... And, and, and I think the, the aversion that brown women have to brown men is that they've just encountered a lot of... Because uh, it's a patriarchal society, yeah, culturally. Lot, like, so patriarchal. Of, a lot of brown... Dickhead dudes have, have, you know... And a lot of brown guys, unbeknownst to themselves, are, are, are low-key, medium-key, high-key sexist. Yeah. Without realising. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? And that's, that's obviously something that's that's societally and in familiarly kind mm. of... In, in, oh, entrenched, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Entrenched in them. Like, it's... Um, it's... And, and there is, yeah, there's no doubt that they... Sh- they should get more props than they do. Um, brown girls, you are beautiful. Brown love, what up? Hashtags. Hashtags. <laughs> Isn't enough brown love in this world? I know there are more than a billion of us, but there is enough brown love in this world. Yeah. Yeah, so I was just thinking. But we're going to do it in an episode in the future. And we're going to have a brown sister in. And we're going to talk about brown patriarchy. And how that affects girls growing up in the West all right. and all that. I think that would be a good no, episode. That would be a great episode. Yeah. Now, we have one sticking point. Yeah. We don't, know, any, we don't know any brown <laughs> girls whatsoever. Yo, brown girls, if you're listening and you want to be on the show. You're in Sydney. And you're in Sydney, holla. We will have you on and we, this is what we want to talk about. Oh, sure. And this is us addressing our brown male privilege, yeah. dog. Because, like, sure. you're far out. We're totally part of that infrastructure and shit like that well we've talked for ages today man this like went from being like this went from being like low-key friday to being kind of high energy (laughs) i think it was the riz article we were pepped up by riz colonialism usually gets us but also just the beauty that is riz ahmed are you watching the night of you need to be you look at my bambi faced warrior man he's like he's our boy man he's our boy He's like, boy, I should have mutual friends with Riz Ahmed on Facebook. Whoa. I am like one degree, one, one degree away from Riz Ahmed, oh, man. Shit. Bodhi Nook. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I think we let's let's wrap it up there with um, right. Brown Women, You're Beautiful and Brown Love, What Up? What up, indeed. Yeah, look, um, <clears throat> T-Bone, why don't you give us a rundown on the details? All right, so you can hit us up on uh, Gmail, which is the midspodcast at gmail.com. Uh, you can hit us up on Facebook at the Mince Podcast. Um, we're on SoundCloud at the dash Mince dash Podcast. Um, we're also on iTunes. Please, once you download, also rate us. That's yeah, awesome. review us. We five need, stars. Five stars. We need like heaps of five stars. If just to yeah, our listenership has just to, has plummeted. Just to prop our egos up as well a little bit. Also, we do this every fortnight, and like it's like a. It's like a, it's like one of those extraterrestrial signals out into space, and we don't right. know if anyone's listening. Yeah, we really don't know if anyone's listening. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, I mean, we know that. I know a handful, and to say a handful is an over exaggeration. Yeah, absolutely. I know two two people that listen, yeah, exactly. and one of them's in this room. <laughs> um, <laughs> and what else are we on? Are we on Stitcher as well? Yeah, we're on Stitcher. Um, we're everywhere. We're everywhere. And if we're not on the podcast app, you use Holler at us. Yeah. 
Um, if bad. you have anything you want to share with us or anything, you know, yeah. just email us. Um, like us on Facebook. We really don't have that many likes. Um, please recommend us to a friend of yours. Yeah, if you think we're funny. Um, if you think we're funny or if or we say anything. We definitely went funny today. Yeah, um, more interesting. If we're insightful about stuff, you know, let people know. But, you know, like, we out here. Yeah, exactly. Let people know we out here. Right, Debo? <laughs> Right, indeed. Um, anyway, you can find me on the opening salvo. I'm on Instagram. Yo, Instagram's changed, man. Yeah. I don't know you. Instagram, who dis? Um, Instagram, Snapchat, um, I'm the opening salvo. Twitter, I'm the opening salvo. Um, and yeah, yeah, T-Bone, you? Uh, so I'm on Instagram and Twitter at DJ underscore cashless. Um, I think I'll be posting up a few more photos, though. Some 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 glee tastic photos. Oh, for real? Yeah. I think I just I just uh, promoted us on our Instagram on oh, my Instagram. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sweet. I was just like recording a podcast with T Bone. Yeah. Um, did you know I have a podcast? You better know I have a like because <laughs> I don't think my Instagram people know I have a podcast. Yeah, um, but yeah, look, T Bone, tell them what's up. Please invite us to your parties. Please invite us to your parties. Please invite us to your party. All right. See you later. later. Switch up boys, tidy your love Red hot joints, ride too much For the rent, not choice, times are tough But my yellow cab drivers ride with us Like them, I'm home late, I light one up Smoke says that I'll never be white enough And plus Bombay stock prices up It's inviting us, same book a flight, you mug It's not a toy, it's not rhymes or us, But it's made by brown boys that are tired of fucked Wheels, hamsters, deals, wankers Kiss the biz, you feel how deep our fangs are She gives you a free kick But then you get lamp odd And you ain't coming in no more Like you tried bringing a crack It's a man's yard Gang want a bit of rough and the cop gang want a bit of us And I'm not praying, just a little hush for the fans at prison all listening to us So big all the Pentagon spies up and the 90s Asian day timers And Prince the Seaman, that did that track too green with white stripes timeless As a beef on the Aspect border, when there's a kid just a little bit taller than the assault rifle he rides with Suicidal, he wanna moonwalk with Michael, says he got bleached out, so they're gonna bleed now One sparkly glove on his trigger hand, as he sings man in the mirror and leaps out But, game over Missile to the head, that's bonus points for kid holding joint with Xbox controller Who do you think flies the drones, bruv? But when we on a poster, Photoshop, so let's darker So my crops, I'm the melanin farmer Sweatshop boys, we hotter than Benny Lava Sweatshop boys, and we hot like Benny Lava Sweatshop boys, and we hot like Benny Lava Hot like Benny Lava, hot like Benny Lava Sweatshop boys, and we hot like Benny Lava Uh, 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 uh. What's wrong with you?